Hello, you lovely listeners of PNB. You can tell this isn't your normal episode of PNB, but this is a celebration of 2020 for PNB, which, yes, 2020 was very rough on a lot of us, especially us here on the show. But I think PNB has had a pretty great year, and I wanted to highlight some special bits that I found, and we all found, especially funny throughout the year. So thanks a lot for your support, and we'll see you next year. Welcome, friends, countrymen. I don't know. That's all really shitty how I started this, but this is the podcast that you've listened to. And if you can hear, I'm now your host. Uh, this is PNB, and my name is T.L. Foster. I'm a podcaster. Uh, I would say life guru. What other <laughs> things that you want to give? <laughs> uh, that's the monikers that I take. Uh, and I'm going to introduce uh, uh, my other co-host on this episode. Uh, first... Uh, he is, of course, we call him the Squatty Potty himself. He is <laughs> the the lord of the Pittsburgh uh, uh, toilet scene, uh, Mr. Robert Beach. Please say hello. Nope. I don't like the Squatty Potty name. I I, I like Bobby Boudet. <laughs> Boudet. It's 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 mm. you, you got. You got BB going on, you know, Bobby Boudet, Boudet. Our yeah. own Boudet. Yeah. Our own waste, great. waste management Bob himself. Uh, <laughs> My middle name uh, is Wayne, so you can uh, uh, Wayne, Wayne Wasty or Waste Wayne, you know? <laughs> nah, I, don't, I don't know what you're going <laughs> Alliteration? Come on, we can get it going. Alliteration go. is always fun, guys. Come it's on. the <laughs> best. Travis, you're a writer. You should be better at this. I am a terrible <laughs> writer. I tell people this all the time. This is not a surprise. Uh, next, um, who probably fumbled all over their mic. Uh, he is, of course, the baby. The blanket's over the microphone. The, what? The baby of the podcast. He I is. make that noise. He is two feet tall. Weighing it at three ounces. Uh, <laughs> That's an young, incredibly thin baby. <laughs> Aww, you, were you a preemie? <laughs> young child, Dylan Tierney. Dylan, please. Hey, eh, shut up. I'm not a baby. <laughs> As he throws his baby. baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I stacked up on my desk. His mind do kickstart Binky. Oh, uh, all those, all those hot cans oh. of Pepsi back <laughs> littering over your desk. Uh, oh, that's uh, thing. It's just fucking. Oh uh, God. And then next, um, our resident dungeon. Crawler master. I was going to say dungeon master. That's not accurate. Uh, but he probably could be a dungeon master. He also is a mushroom master and a master master. Don't know. That sounds vaguely like you're a slave owner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dave, please say hello. Hi. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> How do you follow up the yeah. I'm back. Master of Masters. Um, master of Masters. Uh, I'm back. Master Masters. It's been, it's been a couple weeks, but I'm back. Hi. I'm back. Uh, and then 
lastly, but not leastly, actually more importantly than all these other fucks, including myself, um, he is um, one of our really good friends um, and also incredibly uh, – I don't know. I was going to say smart, but then I was like, <laughs> that's weird because everybody else was getting these really shitty intros. And how do I give Curtis a shitty intro? By saying this, hey, it's Curtis. I'm you may know host. From- yeah, well, I, I am a terrible host. It's not nothing new. Uh, but you may know him from his 30 Rock uh, uh, listen, listen to podcast. Uh, I want to go there. Did I say it right? Is that there? No. I want to be there. No. <laughs> I need to be there. There is where I want to go. Until you get it right, we're not continuing. So get it right. Uh, I refuse. Uh, <laughs> I want to go there. Nope. The Liz Lemon. It's the three Lemon words, show. Travis. Come on. <laughs> Uh, it's Curtis Stone. Hey, Curtis, what's up? Uh, I'm the uh, force diversity hire of the week, so glad to be here. You know, great. You be oh, oh, and it's a white guy. We did great on that. When you're going for diversity, you can only do like, yeah, black cis male or gay white guy. That's it. That's so all podcasts can have. Yeah. God, could you imagine having a a bisexual woman on here? Like it would just be, could you handle it? I mean, I don't know. If, man. I, think, <laughs> I think, I think we could handle it, but could our listeners handle it? That's that true. would be there. That true. would be the, that's the ultimate test. Yeah. So the thing is, is we're more about diversity of thought around here. So exactly. Uh, right. See, Perfect. That's, that's the true. No, diversity. I get it. <laughs> right. Uh, like, I'll put up, a, I'll put up a pride flag, but I won't actually attend any rallies or anything. That's enough, right? No, you gotta I'm wear the uh, coexist. It's the coexist shirt and the coexist bumper stickers. Ah, yes. There you go. Start calling you Richard when Grinnell. I watch, when I watch porn, I don't look away from the penises, so I understand the gay man experience in America. Sorry, that's just what it is. I think that's equal, but okay. <laughs> Yikes! Uh, that's called a stretch. Guys, I'm so glad I'm here for this. Um, of us imploding? Yeah, you know um, what? I'm glad we got a we got an outside spectator on this. Yeah. Uh, uh, I get my, just make, thank wow. you. Uh, so wow. now just because of that, add one more zero to the check and just make it up to cash. And okay. I'll be on my way. I, 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 don't worry. We're at one dollar. Okay. Yeah. I'll wire to your account. You'll want to, you'll awesome. want to do a thing. Uh, but no, for like uh, to in all seriousness, uh, it is really for me. I am actually extremely um, excited to have Curtis on this podcast. Uh, uh, for people who don't know, kind of like my history and doing any of this bullshit, uh, it was just one day on a random video game forum, <laughs> video game podcast forum, where Curtis was like, "Oh hey, I want you know, hey, I'm I need guests for my podcast because my co-hosts are out and." He reached out to me and my buddy uh, Rafa, and he was like, "Yeah, you guys can come on." And then I proceeded to make the probably the worst episode of his own podcast uh, for two hours because I was a giggling asshole. Uh, but it pushed me to do all this stuff. And then uh, Curtis has been like, kind of, I've worked with Curtis almost every step of the way of doing all this game stuff. So it is. I'm so glad to have you back on the show, especially for people who may not have heard you from our previous incarnations and everything like that i'm happy to be here thanks for inviting me back i actually earlier today i was thinking i was like i know i've done episodes of pmb in the past and i'm trying to remember the most recent one probably and like the 60s or 50s or something it's it been was a long time ago and i think there was a there was the last time i recorded with you guys i think it was dylan kayla and marco 
and it oh, was a, around the time I think Phantom Pain had come out. So this is, I mean, this is we're 2015, I think. Yeah, is that's yeah. That definitely sounds like that sounds like PNB 50s or 40s. Yeah, and I don't think that episode actually came out because after we were done recording, I fucked everything up and closed my Audacity and wasn't able to get any of the files. <laughs> now it's coming back to me, Curtis. Now it's coming back to me. And that's that's why I had PTSD's kicking in. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought yeah. I was going to be mad at you this whole time. Uh, you a podcast six years ago? Yeah, it's a Phantom podcast, so there you go. Anyway. It, uh, yeah, that's that's the PNB story. Uh, someone yeah. fucks up the recording. Usually it's me. Uh, <laughs> okay, here's, the thing, here's the thing. I will give us some credit. I'll give us some back padding. Uh, I haven't lost an episode of PNB in like two or three years. Since we've been very consistent, so since Robert, since Robert came in, right. since Robert cracked the whip, we've really been having hitting our stride. So. Robert reached out to us, "Hey, uh, we're like, hey, would you like to be on the show? Yes, here's everything you need to fix. Okay, and then we did. <laughs> it wasn't really like that, but but this is like here's some improvements here and there, and it's like, well, what happens when this happens? Like we need, turns out we need well, safeguards. You, you, you need a producer yeah. at some point. You, you need, need a, a producer. You need a producer. It's, it's, it's Robert is doing a fantastic job with it. So and he's also job. on half to most of our shows. So, but we'll, we'll give you executive producer yeah. credits. There you go. Robert yeah. will never pat himself on the back, but he deserves pats on the back. Oh no, that, 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 that's a, that's a fucking trick with, with with it. Like I I hate it, but also I secretly fucking love it. I can't get enough of, of it. I have a fucking yeah, giant giant ass ego. I didn't that's know that's all. where I was going when you said yeah. when, before you said ego. Not gonna lie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How many Mass Effect Andromeda merch do we have? I'm gonna say three big pieces of merch, be it statues or characters. Mm. Three, mm. three. Uh, Maybe well, an arc book. Oh wait, hold on, hold on. What are we including in in merch? Are we including the game itself, like toys, art books? So you know. so peripheral stuff, not the games themselves. Not the game itself. Yes. All right, I'm gonna say five pieces. Isn't, was I right with three? You you didn't give me a no. It it, it is three. Uh-huh. We got the art book. And it's an art we book. got Jaw. <laughs> We we got Sarah Ryder, the little figure there, and we got a Jaw Pop final figure, Funko Pop. I don't know what any of those. It was three dollars. Jaw is like, what if uh, the green (laughs) dude from Spec Two is like really, really fucking buff and pink with a weird head? Buff Frazier, yes, (laughs) yes. Okay, good lord, Um, good lord. I'm just, now I'm just now you got me staring at my shelf and fucking I got a Hotline Miami. Okay, fucking H- how many freezes do you have on zero that freezes? I kind of absolutely one. no freezes. Bullshit. No, you're looking okay, at cell. You have, you, That's you have cell. a cooler. Shut up. That's cell. Do you know the difference? Yes. Do you know the difference between freeze and cell? Do you, Robert? That man was purple. I saw on there. He that, has a bit of purple on his face. Like purple. You mean the you purple, mean like the, cell? That, you mean like the purple on cell? Cell's face is purple and white. What color do you think Just Frieza, like Frieza is? Like, what's the what's the overwhelming color of Frieza? White and purple. Okay, okay. White okay purple. so now you got to think about Thank it. You. Think about it this way: Cell is also white and purple, and he's green because he has some of Piccolo's cells, and he's fucking strong and wants to fight people because he's got like seventeen Saiyans in there or something. Like, well, you know what? Like Toriyama can suck the shit out of my back then. You know, for, for like making some shit ass character designs. What are you talking you know? about? He's awesome. And also, you're probably if you're looking shit at a lot of pink. It, character design looking. is more than just their fucking faces, man. Toriyama <laughs> makes some cool fucking dudes. Leave him alone. Yeah, five of them. Okay. What do you mean five? 
Like, yeah, like oh, you're just fucking telling us. He's making the joke about how like, Toriyama only has like five faces. Yeah, true. So they only have five faces. You're talking about ghost cell, but different cell. designs. You got cell, and then you got ghost cell, like Mo- Motaro. He, that's not Toriyama cell. though. That is Toyotaro, the he, uh, different guy. Really? Yes. Yeah. He hasn't done the Dragon Ball Super Shit. Manga. Yeah, dude. Toriyama just just does story stuff. He does story be he does like basic story overviews and like designs some characters. I don't even know if he designed Moro. Oh, so he's like a like a George Lucas role kind of thing. Kinda, like, oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's not we should too name far him from the truth. Darth Icky. <laughs> <laughs> we should name him Super Saiyan God. Super Saiyan. <laughs> name him mitochondria. Comes from Cell. It's funny because in Dragon Ball they have their own oh, mid- literal midi chlorians. What? Jesus. They do. <clears throat> All right. So uh, in <laughs> Dragon Ball Super, fucking leaned into that. <laughs> in Dragon Ball Super, in the uh, Universe Six arc where they're introduced to the Universe Six, um, the Saiyans uh, in that universe achieve Super Saiyan forms by concentrating their energy into their back, like uh, Atelier Iris. That is a reference for nobody. Um, oh, right. Okay. Atelier Rises. <laughs> Just like that. Just, that's a reference for nobody. No, but they concentrate their anger uh, and, like, emotions on, like, the center of their back. And then, like, when it glows or whatever the fucking dumb visual is, like, they Not turn Super tail? Saiyan. Why, why they don't they... have tails. That's, pro- that's probably why they, like, invented some haphazard, like, Oh, right, 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 right. And, and I don't think it's as explicit as many chlorians. Like, I don't think it's, like, the more S-cells you have, the stronger you are. S-cells? They're called S-cells, yes. Fucking super cell. Yes, yes, super cell. I'm looking right at him. Right at him. No, but, um, so, yeah, they, they're they their own form of many chlorians, and it, it's just their way, I think, of making the universe six Saiyans a little different than our hometown heroes, as they were. Oh, okay. I, okay. Okay, I didn't realize that we were dealing with alternate reality. This is a this is a parallel universe. Yes, right. That is right. what we're talking the about. Universe Super. six Saiyans. Yeah. Okay. So so, I, I you got Kaba, who's like their Vegeta. He's a Kaba. little twink fella. Um, he's uh, very kind of weak. Uh, he reminds me a twink lot. Of, he, he's uh, <laughs> reminds me of like uh, my hero character to be quite honest in terms of like just how he presents himself. Um. Deku? Like a, he's like a nevish kind of kid, you know? Um, you got Caulifla, who's like a, le- a leader of the Saiyans' space. Like, uh-huh. they're, like, they're kind of space pirates, I guess. They, they act in a way space pirates do, and she's like the queen of the castle or whatever. They have weird claws and jump from wall to wall. And... Exactly, exactly. They only drop fucking missile packs. It's annoying. Um, and then you've got Kale, who's just Broly. They didn't even girl. fucking try with that one. Did no, they? they didn't. They, no, they just gave Broly a big pair of titties, and that's it. No, I mean, I mean the name. <laughs> Kale? No, they're, they're yeah. just vegetables. Kaba. Yeah, Kaba. Okay, sure, fine. They call these. They kind of went with Cauliflower. like Calais, you know. Well, they just, don't pronounce like, it Calais. Uh, uh, Kale. They gave up. That's what we were trying to say. Call her, call her, call her like Letty. You know, and 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 Letty like lettuce. Ah, mm. I, it's fine. It's like fine. Calais is right there. You know? But yes, yeah, so all these guys, Calais. you know, concentrate all their anger into their backs or whatever, and that makes them super saiyans. Where really do you usually it. concentrate your anger? Um, internally. Yes. <laughs> it's very healthy. 
I'm doing great, guys. No, um, where inside of you do asking. you hold it? Like, what, what parts uh, of your body? I, I, my entire being. I spread my anger throughout my entire oh. being, uh, which is very not good. Um, but by my feet, by uh, concentrating it everywhere, it doesn't build up in one particular area. And this is pseudoscience. I'm not being real. I hold it. Don't. I hold it right here. I hold it right here, and I get real bad neck pains. Well, l- oh, l- let me let me fly over and let me just massage it fly for over. you. Yeah, I'm gonna fly what over and massage it for you. Hold my hands. Yeah. Um. Or are you an Airbender? <laughs> I, 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 I am a Universe Eight Airbender. Universe Eight Airbender. Um, I, I, I avoid conflict. Okay. I, I, I come to the conclusion that, um, I should not be a pacifist. Uh, I should pacifist, but but I, I am. I shouldn't kill Hitler. Um, not by choice, because like I, 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 yeah. I, then you're just I as bad as conflict. Hitler, man. That's, that's that's my core conflict. Uh-huh. I, I come to the conclusion right. that I should not kill space Hitler. Okay. Even though he exists. I'm a I'm a universe nine <laughs> I'm a universe nine Jedi. Uh so alright. So Oh f- fucking excuse our me. Force, okay. Our force is not midichlorians. Um it's it's just a force. Is that why your two, your three strongest warriors are literally uh three different colored wolves? Yep, we're all furries. <laughs> Just, oh, so you're a proponent of the Omega Verse? Is that it? I don't know what that is. So Universe Nine is the Omega Verse. Omega Verse. Is that what you're trying to Omega, say? What's the Omega Verse? Yes. Yeah. What you got? Prometheus? You got Dylan and I hooked. What's? <laughs> tell us all about this Omega Verse. Strap in, listeners. Fucking shit. the Chad's and the Stacey's? Is this about to go really like fucking MRA on us? Like, is, did you like flip a no, no, red pill switch? No, it's, you got, you got. I can't tell if it's worse or better. To be you honest, got two minutes. because like Let's this go. is something that, that Sarah had to explain to me uh-huh. about because like it is fucking horrifying. Um, because it's 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 like, hey, you know what? We don't need, what if we don't humans need any were all wolves yeah. and and like what if we all fucked them with their dicks? Okay. Huh. <laughs> She's laughing her ass off because I'm trying to explain. She's in the why room with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you want to explain the megaverse? Come over here then. Do it. You know what? Come do on. It. I don't. I, he can't do it in five minutes. Can do it in like twenty seconds. Oh, Being joined yeah, by Sarah. You want? You, you're fine. Tell here. Us. Oh, here God, you go. This camera's terrible. You're <laughs> terrible. Your microphone is in my way. You got to talk oh, in the God, microphone. Go ahead. Oh fuck! Oh shit! Oh no! Omegaverse, what is it? Find the Omegaverse. I am a disaster, yes. Okay, define the Omegaverse. No, okay. So I learned what the Omegaverse was when my sister told me because she has been like a complete fan fiction nerd for a decade. So she had to tell me, and I had to roast her for this while she was telling me because she knew what it was. So now you all get to roast me, and I pass that on to you. Thank you. The Omegaverse. We'll just roast Rob. It's It's fine. It's okay. We love him. The Omega- I'm also drunk, by the way. The no, I, I got it. <laughs> the Omegaverse is like, what if what if every human, uh-huh. I think, I think, I think they all have wolf dicks. The important oh, thing is probably not the wolf dicks. The important <laughs> huh. thing is that they all have, like, wolf hierarchy. But, like, you know, never mind that the, like, actual wolf hierarchy has been debunked by biologists and only exist in captivity. They all have work- wolf hierarchy where there's, like, alphas and there's betas and there's omegas. And they, okay. they go into heat, and, like, the alphas have to fuck the omegas or they'll die or something. It's like Ponfar and Star Trek, except with wolf dicks, okay? 
Um, I think the betas are just normies. I don't know. <laughs> I've been called a beta I don't know and a what normie. What the betas really do? <laughs> it's a lot. If you're a beta normie, you presumably don't have to fuck with wolf dicks. I don't know. I don't. I don't read this. I'm shit. writing that down. I, I'm, <laughs> but, this is stuff I need to know. This is stuff but, the lamestream media isn't telling you. Yeah, there was there was an article on like on like some kind of some New, kind of New York out- Times. Yeah, the New York, the New York Times. Times. Yeah, it was about oh god, it was about like wolf fetishist copyright infringement or something. Literally, it's it's like wolf fetish. Google it. No, yeah, wolf kink. What new wolf kink? Brandon, I don't like any of this. Me either. A huge <laughs> wolf kink erotica raises a hold on raises a legal question. Oh god, and it's got. It's got the prettiest picture of a wolf as the as the header image. Look, okay. look I'm sure like I'm sure the guy who had a fucking like the copy editor on this one is just like I don't know what the fuck we're even doing just anymore. Just losing it. There's no way. <laughs> okay, I do, I barely remember this article, but literally it's like it's like somebody wrote some wolf kink and somebody else wrote some different wolf kink and claimed that they plagiarized from that wolf kink and they went to court over it. Did they make money off the wolf kink? So they had. I don't. I presumably. Otherwise, why would, why would they go to court? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, presumably. But you know, you had imagine having to get up there and tell a jury of twelve peers that you're into wolf kink. You know, <laughs> like. Then they if, then if, also, if they judge you, then they're not a jury of your peers. You got to get. That's other true. Furries. That's to be true peers. That's yeah. But you know, not only that you're into wolf kink, that your wolf kink is your God-given right, and you deserve to make money off of it. Okay, Bobby has highlighted something for me. Miss Kane began devouring work set in the world of Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy. She decided to write some of her own, featuring Batman's nemesis Bane as a sexy anti-hero, anti-hero, and I posted them for free online. She quickly developed a fan base, becoming something of a star in her sub-sub-genre. Okay, so Batman Wolf King. Brendan, you made show Batman notes for this Wolf fucking King. podcast. What the fuck is going on? I'm just letting it go. Listen, don't invite me on your podcast. It will immediately become a disaster. Um... Okay, Put this I don't know. Just read this fucking article. <laughs> it's so long. This article's like thirty minutes long. If you were to read it start to finish, oh my god, holy shit, the covers. Okay, <laughs> fucking okay. There's there's three covers. There's published Wolf King. They're called Crave to Conquer, Crave to Capture, and Crave to Claim. And they're just like three incredibly ripped dudes. Um, I nope. wish Kayla was here because I need her to I need her to critique these. Like, <laughs> he just fucking left. No. He, <laughs> he, need, he needed a minute. He probably needs to get she his own. He needs, he needs to catch up with your 17 white claws. Holy shit. I had one drink for the record. I'm just a lightweight. Um, gotcha. Drunk. Fucking. Some people have drunk history. We have drunk wolf king. We had drunk wolf king <laughs> and drunk <laughs> lore in one episode. In one household. Drunk lore? Good God. Okay, I need I need Kayla to critique these covers for me. I need Kayla to, to look at these and say, like, yeah, that's normal. Robert's got no, the bandy cam. Up. I'm going to send this to her. I'm going to clip it out and send it to Kayla. Holy shit, God bless. We'll make content okay. out of this. We'll monetize even further. We'll go even further Oh, beyond. fuck, I forgot. I forgot. Hold on, I forgot. This is Robert from the subheader. Welcome to the Omegaverse where men can get pregnant. I forgot this. <laughs> right? This is not, you know, this is like... <laughs> I'm sorry, Brendan. This is like... And this is like cis men as far as i'm aware the biggest thing about the averse <laughs> the biggest thing well i don't know if it's the biggest thing about it i think the biggest thing is like going into heat because that's a sexy bit but i guess like they can get pregnant too um and that's yeah. a thing good god <laughs> um okay. my dog's dick Holy is shit. so big that when we got him neutered the Kill me. the veterinarian Kill me. told me twice 
<laughs> they told me twice me. that he had generously sized genitals. So, um, and she's, and she's a wolf day, kink. She's a wolf kink, uh, pink. The other day we were out the other day we were camping and, I'm and kidding. the lady, the lady that we were with camping, uh, one of the, one of the couples that we were with camping just kept looking at rowdy and she was like, had this weird look on her face and she started giggling. She goes, he has a really big dog dick. And uh, yeah, he does. He's got a really big dick. Hell yeah. So, um, is that something we're supposed to take pride in? Like, ah, yes, my you know, dog. It's funny. A, a lot of people look at me penis. like, like your dog has a big dick. You, you yeah, are you proud? It's like, it's not man. my fucking son. He's my dog. Like, <laughs> He's my what, literal I dog. He doesn't have balls. Who cares? Who Some cares? people pe- pe- treat pets as their child. I mean, so, I treat my dog like he's my child, but not like my blood and flesh child. Like he's my dog child. You know. You know. All right. Anyway, so um, S- sometimes you they appreciate listed, the dog dick. You know. I, I had listed. Oh my god! I had listed <laughs> on here. I had listed. I did it to myself. It's fine. I did it to myself. I you had listed it. on here that we were going to talk about Nintendo leaks, but I'm not even sure. I don't even think we can. I don't even I think, think we can. We've peaked. I, I think we've peaked at this time. Uh, I think we've peaked. We've peaked at the Omegaverse. That's right. Oh, I can. I, I can be serious right now. If you if it's you not, want, you want to talk about the Rob, Lu- not, Luigi leaks right it's now. Not, Rob, it's not that it's I. Very, it's very. It's not that serious. I don't <laughs> trust that you. If can, we talk about it in this podcast, Nintendo ninjas are gonna fucking come into our house and murder us in our sleep. Um, Fuck. I, I, I'm just gonna wait a week until Super Mario Bros. just just fucking like creates a tweet storm of all this like random shit that that they found on the leaks. So it's that like, like right, yeah, sixty four or unseen yeah sixty four whatever the fuck. I wrote for them for a while. Um, I wrote articles for their book that never came out, so I don't even think the shit I did for Unseen 64 is ever going to happen. Oh, well. Um, I, I I think that's it. Is that it? We, is that I the end of the we, podcast? They, I think we, we end it. We cracked into the Omega I think we end at Canine Wieners. All right. Where... <laughs> yeah, I would not rather I would rather not have it any other any other way for P&B. It's certainly on brand for us. So, um, if you Hey man, if you want to support the uh, Wolf what, what the hell you, you support the the Wolf Dick Empire. You can support us over at patreon.com slash PNB, where um, for $5 a month, we will grant Fuck. you a spell that can turn your dick into a wolf dick. Um, as big as my dogs. As big as Brent. So, I mean, people will just walk up to you in the street and like, wow, your fucking wolf penis is fucking huge, dude. Except it, except it looks in his shape just like a dog dick. So you got to okay, contend so. with that. Does it have a knot? If you wanted to. Uh, that's part of the spell. So. Uh, if you want to support our horse shit, uh, chicanery and tomfoolery, you can go to patreon.com slash PNB. Buy me a white claw, uh, I guess, because <laughs> it looks like a lot of fun based on what I'm looking at. So, I've just been drinking fizzy water this whole time. So, I have actually had no water, which is bad because I'm on a podcast where I talk for minutes at a time. So let, uh, give me money on Patreon disaster, so that I can man. buy some water because I guess Multiple I need to buy minutes. water. Uh <laughs> And if you like, you can get our, some of our shows early, like the special untitled Hearthstone podcast that I did with it's Brendan. Called, it's called, it's called Empty Mana Crystal, right? Isn't that what we what we was it Empty Mana Crystal, Extra Ew, Mana Crystal? What? what did we decide on? Overload, intervene, overload, uh, yeah, intervene, overload. Like inter- you had Hearthstoned right there. Nobody stoned like, on right, this podcast. Caveat. We are law-abiding citizens. I, how you have to be stoned I mean, to listen to this show. The funny show. thing is, 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 is at least one of us was 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 waiting on a specific delivery. It was obviously me because I live in a state where it's legal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, guys, <laughs> obviously, you know, obviously, it's it not was anybody else. It. Exactly. Like I haven't perfectly... smoked weed in over a year, but yeah. 
whenever I see weed, I point at it and yell and then run out of the room. So ah, on, weed. On, it, it, that that's what it's weed. what Ronald Reagan would have wanted. Call the cops. <laughs> Tell the federal there's, agents to come steal you away in the van. Take me into your sexual van. No, don't. Don't. Pleasure me with your anti-weed. Don't do that. You can just give us money on Patreon. <laughs> Power Rangers Omegaverse. They all turn into wolf. I regret monsters. nothing. No, you really Except shouldn't. everything. You shouldn't. And you shouldn't, I watched, so. uh, I watched, um, uh, what's that, uh, movie? Princess and the Frog this morning again, because it's a great movie. Good movie. And Good movie. Good movie. We're singing uh, the Doctor Cecilia song. He's like, "That is a villain bop. (laughs) That is like a top. That's like a top two Disney villain song. It's pretty damn great, actually. I love it. Keith David does a Mm -hmm. great job. Doesn't miss. Doesn't miss. Does Mm -hmm. not miss. It's it's fucked up though, because like if you if you watch Gargoyles and then watch that, you're like, like wait, what is happening to Goliath? and now he's not but what the he, fuck is going he on here spawn and it's like yeah this is consistent i get this <laughs> uh and he's spawned in mortal Kombat yeah. now i mean he's keith motherfucking david he of course of course like that's See, one of my things is like i want to go ahead I, I can't wait to write a movie to make keith david be like yeah i want to be a part of this stuff like ah, <laughs> he did season six of community yeah of course he'll say yes to anything at this point <laughs> play my father keith david <laughs> <laughs> uh, which play David, my father Keith David did, let's go did you know that no um, he'll play your daddy oh Christ <laughs> and, uh, why do you have to make it gross it could have just been fine it could have been PG and you know you get right into the R rating but, uh, it's PG-13 it's, it's, it's implied he's in, he's, in Mortal, he's in Mortal Kombat along with uh, they recently announced Rambo and they I think they actually got Sylvester Stallone yep, they, they actually, actually got, got Sly yeah which is yeah, impressive yeah, because they did like, definitely not get on the sports. What else is he going to do? What else is he well, he's got to finance. Like, rah, 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 he's got to finance the next movie. You know, look, he has to afford yeah, the Expendables four at some point. It's got to happen. <laughs> I, will, I was just telling them. I hope they all get COVID. We just got to keep on making these. They didn't get Arnold. I thought they'd have to cheap out. They did not get Arnold. I think Arnold was busy at the time. Who else could do a Rambo voice with me? So I he was letting his daughter get married to Chris Pratt, the worst Chris ever. Uh, I love it when people are like, oh, you guys don't like Chris Pratt now? Because he's like, oh, guess what? When he's he a man of faith. Uh... You mean he's a fucking cheater-ass cheater and fucking cheater, fucking cheater-cheater? Oh, that was it. That also, was he why. exposed himself to Amy Poehler and, like, the cast, yeah. like, yeah, like there's a scene in Parks and Rec where he's supposed to like be wearing like this thing to hide his junk because he comes over to um, Rashida Jones's house just and Paul's he literally naked, actually yeah. just like was naked and Amy Poehler was just like I'm gonna have to fucking deal with this like no one yeah. consented to that you dumb motherfucker like no one wants it's, to see your uh, junk. I think that was part of a plot yeah mm. and the thing is like I, I get it mm. like I get like the appeal of Chris Pat is like he's just your dude bro but like. Hey, guess what? Dude, bros are like real people, and sometimes these people are fucking shitty. So, so and yeah, yeah, we're gonna don't don't give the guy who's smoking weed out of a van that he's living out of a bunch of money and fame and make him fit. This is what happens. It's it's literally what uh, Mega Mind. What happens to fucking Jonah Hill's character? He's just a shit. I just love that. 
I guess that's maybe that's a too too new. Is that too new? Ten years old? I, I have not too seen Mega Mind. No. Too new. Mega Mind is like the oldest. Mega Mind is like, like fucking twelve years old. old. And, it's and Robert Jackson like, oh, one of the newfangled, yeah. one of the newfangled films. No, I feel like I'll, it's like, oh, are you are you gonna make a reference to Meet the Robinsons? Are you like, this <laughs> too new? Just your new meeting Robinsons. I have big mouth. Bowler hat guy. Come on, he's a classic. <laughs> it's a it's a kid. He goes back in time and his name's and Goop. interacts with his family. There's unironically really funny jokes in that movie though that, that do stick out. But I've I've literally not thought about Meet the Robinsons in over 15 years. Because the villain's like a nerd I, who's I, like everybody hated me, and then it's multiple kids being like, "Hey Goob, hey Goob. his name's Goob. Hey Goob, like we want to hang out this weekend." They all hated me. Just the sort of <laughs> I. <laughs> I literally saw that movie. I didn't watch. I didn't even watch that movie. I saw it at a Target and was like intrigued for a little bit. I was like, huh. <laughs> Look, Disney. Disney was really desperate show. to try and get like a young male audience before they bought bought it. Look, it, it's not. It's not as bad as Home on the Range, the worst Disney movie <laughs> Good ever <dinosaur>. created. <laughs> it's not as bad as Home Fucking on the Range. Fucking dinosaur, Jesus! <laughs> I watched the movie like, too many times. Not great. Dinosaur's bad. Good dinosaur. Yeah. Good dinosaur. Oh, good dinosaur. No, good dinosaur is fine. Okay. Uh, I'm talking about dinosaur from 2000. CG dinosaur, oh, yeah, like early yeah. CG dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that the one. Bad, yeah. That movie that doesn't look like the dinosaurs aren't talking. It looks like dinosaurs are not going to talk. Then you go in that movie and it's some talking <laughs> ass dinosaurs. It's all, like, all I wow. remember because back then I was a little little kid back then, so all I remember are the fucking novelty Burger King cups where they had like the fucking rubber tops and like ah, you can drink out of Jar Jar's mouth. Like great, I definitely want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I want those gun gun lips on my lips right now, damn it. <laughs> oh, Christ. Please. Gungan lips. There you go. <laughs> That's the title. Please, Misa, thank Jar- you. <laughs> Please, Jar Jar. Oh. Rip this heart this, <laughs> this Oh, gonna fill, gonna put, gonna gonna get one of those in the side of green Shrek ketchup. Oh no, uh, dude! Food tra- food trends were on some shit in like the late nineties. Oh, oh. Just throw oh, everything we, out. What if we put peanut butter in go-kart tubes and fucking sorted the children? Hey, here's peanut butter in a stick. Ah, uh, uh, I'm broken. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh shit. It's probably, probably the hardest I've ever laughed on a podcast. Uh, uh, I'm officially broken. One of the first fights I had with TL on you, the internet was that the GameCube was better than the Dreamcast. So, you're wrong. Uh, if you want to actually call it. The... You're wrong. Uh, you're uh, you know, know what? You can, only pl- you can only play Soul Calibur 1 and Final Adventure 1 so many times. And you know what? Shenmue sucks ass. So, you uh, really just... Soul Calibur 1 and Power Stone, uh, Skies of Arcadia, uh, let's see, Code Veronica. Uh, Skies of Arcadia is better. Yeah, I'm gonna play, and you know what? Uh, you're gonna put Code Veronica over, like, oh, here's RE4. Okay. Also, okay. Yeah, yeah. Also, here's the game that came out four or five years later. You're right. Yeah, I'm, yeah, but you're saying just like, okay, I'm gonna put the GameCube next to the the Dreamcast, and they're the same generation. For God's they sakes, they are not. Uh, yeah, that Dreamcast technically was like the sixth generation or whatever. Like it, it was the same generation as PS2 and Xbox. They, it just died so quick. Nobody fucking knows that. It, literally had a, a, a shelf life of two years if you took the two year like the first two years of the playstation 4 you wouldn't compare it to like the games that have come out now 
it, it it's the same generation, but in the same way. Like I guess that's fair. Like, uh, but I, I then I wouldn't. I use Code Veronica as like a huge plus when like I'm just saying there's because I know RE5 was like five. There's a later, lot of great games on the Dreamcast. There's a lot of great and games a, on the GameCube, and a lot man. of them came to the so GameCube. Much. For instance, yeah, Skies of Arcadia, <laughs> Fantasy Star Online, uh, a bunch of Soul different Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur came to everything, and let's let's act like that GameCube Soul Calibur was actually good. It wasn't. It was the worst version. I mean, of it was the Soul only Calibur. version of Soul Calibur two anybody played. So that's absolutely a lie. What are you talking about? It's the only about? version of it I've like, ever played, so... Yeah, like, who? Like, why would I play Soul Calibur 2 without Lincoln at all? I'm gonna play Spawn. Great. Or play it on PlayStation with Hayachi. Sure, okay. I, I, look, I get it. You guys are younger, so, like, oh I understand. Oh my god, you old man. No, it's not even old uh, man. No, it's just... I understand the dream. I'm, the... I'm not even that much younger than you. But the game I'm like, yeah, I'm the baby. I like split the difference between you and and Dylan. I'm not that much younger than you. I'm just saying the the GameCube is a fine system. It's a really good system, actually. One of my favorite games of all time, Dylan. You know I love Paper Mario. It's one. Of, I know you love Thousand Year Door. I know you'll go to bat for it. It's my favorite game, probably ever. The Dreamcast was just it's just I've, such a better system. Dreamcast. But if Dreamcast felt like such a time and place thing too, like it, obviously for a lot of old systems, you, it, it's not super easy to just quote unquote go back to it and experience it the way it was meant to be experienced. But like a lot of Dreamcast, just is just like if you weren't there at the time, it feels really difficult to try and go back. I don't know. I think you could. I was gonna say I think you you could argue that the Dreamcast was cool because it really brought those those high end arcade experiences into the home. Yeah. But outside of that, dude, there's not that much there. There's, but, I, I, mean, I think the Dreamcast is awesome, and there's not that much there. Where, and if you're comparing it to stuff like on the GameCube, which people like to think that, like, oh, the GameCube didn't have any, any, it didn't have that great of support. It wasn't, you know, didn't have that many games compared to other consoles or whatever. And it's like, yeah, it had Metroid Prime One and Two. It had Wind Waker. It had Twilight Princess. It had. Say what you will about Mario Sunshine, but it was there, and I, I can't think there. of that many. I I can't think of many single player experiences that were exclusive to the Dreamcast that you can't play anywhere else. Like you can say Sky, Skies of Arcadia, but the better version of that game is on the GameCube. That is mm, mm. the encounter rate <laughs> is so much better. It's not like it's not. I'm gonna to defer to Brendan on this one. I think he'd be he'd be more of a uh, a voice on the matter than me on that. But I it's I will give it to you that if you aren't into Nintendo games or Nintendo charm or aesthetic, then I could definitely see the case of of like having a preference toward something like Dreamcast. Like it it had a bit more variety in its third party offerings, even if its first party offerings were kind of butt. Um, and I don't know, like it. it I can just list off a fucking laundry list of GameCube games that are like, oh, yeah, this, this is like an all-time classic of the 2000s. You're, it's like, no big deal. You're, it's just, you're right. It's Metroid the, Prime. Uh, the, the Dreamcast did not have NBA Street Volume 3 starring Mario. You're absolutely right. Oh, my God. It did not have you're Super abs- Smash Brothers Melee starring Mario. Yeah, me- for God's sake. Which I know the community also probably murdered every all the goodwill Melee ever had, but Melee is so fucking good. Can I introduce you? M-Zero GX. I- Sega made the best Sega game on the game. Can I introduce you to, Isn't a, that cool? to a game called <laughs> Power Stone? Yeah, that's great. Capcom, bring it back, please. There's like 17 Capcom games I went back. That's one of them. 
Please bring it back. I've been playing a game that's an old JRPG. I played an old JRPG mm-hmm. uh, in the time since my last my last couple. I I think I was off the last one or two episodes. Uh, but in that time, I completed Chrono Cross for the very first time in my life. I played it for the first time ever, uh, which is weird because uh, this month, uh, August 2020, is its 20th anniversary. So I didn't Hot even damn. realize that. Cause, uh, but it was cropping up. like A bunch of people were talking about it, and I was like, all right, yeah, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. And then I heard a, I was listening to a podcast where they brought up that it was its 20th anniversary. I was like, oh, okay, well, cool. Um, but it's it, interesting because that means that 20 years ago, I was sitting in my elementary school cafeteria hearing my friends Adam and Martin talk about this game like with like breathless it's the greatest thing that's ever happened and they it was like that and Final Fantasy 8 were their favorite games and they talked about it all the time and I had a N64 I didn't have a PS1 so I would just listen to them talk about this game thinking I was like what this is there's 45 different characters that you can recruit to your party and there's all this stuff and I it just blew my mind I thought it, it was the coolest sounded like the coolest thing ever so I and I've thought about going to it time and time uh, throughout my life since then but I never did and then yeah just started playing it and I knew that some people had like I knew some people had mixed feelings about aspects of it um, yeah and but I but as I started playing it and as I was listening to people were talking about how good the battle system was and how much they liked the music and how cool the setting was. And that was my experience for about the first, let's say, 15 hours, 15 to 20 hours of the game. I was, I was super into it. Uh, the combat system is really cool. It's a, so instead of you doing like attacks uh, and, you know, d- just hitting attack and doing your attack, when you, when you select attack, you have three different um, – you have like a, a light, medium, and a heavy attack. Mm-hmm. And each one has a percentage point of, of uh, how well it can hit and then it has um and then it adds to your stamina meter and your stamina meter is basically your mana and it lets you do like special moves and, and whatnot but you can only use a special move once per per battle so like you if you have cure on your character they can only use cure once mm. and um it's not as tr- it's not like a traditional turn-based theme it's like all stamina based so once your characters have used up a certain amount of stamina then the enemy will attack at some point but you can like trade stamina back and forth by other characters doing physical attacks, and it's really interesting. And then there's a whole element system where like if you do a certain number of attacks of a certain elemental type in a row, it increases their effectiveness and it increases how much damage they do. But it also increases how much damage you take from elements of the opposite. It, it's there's a lot of strategy there. It's really interesting. And but the most interesting thing about the combat is that it's you don't level up. So you only level up when you beat a boss. And there are lots of bosses in this game, but in between you get like little stat boosts here and there. Mostly what you get from doing battles is you get um is you get like better you get abilities and money and stuff so you can upgrade your equipment to take on the bosses. So you not re- you don't really have to grind to make levels. You just have to grind if you want to get certain abilities or you want to, you know, uh earn enough money to upgrade your equipment but like there's no grinding in the game which i thought was really cool and just like in chrono or chrono trigger um enemies are on the field so you can avoid them and uh you don't have to fight everybody so that was really cool it made it really easy to get into um i really like the tropical setting it's set in like a uh it's like a mix between osaka and like fiji actually it reminds me a lot of final fantasy 10 but without uh, it's, it's a little bit more tropical than final fantasy 10 right. was um 
but yeah, no, it's it's really good. And then about 15, 20 hours in, depending on how much side content you do, which there's a lot of, and like I love how open and optional. There's like I said, 45, 46 technically characters that you can recruit, um, and you can easily miss them. And it makes it feel like, since there are so many characters and so many different pathways, and it deals with time and everything, and the only way to get each character is to do multiple New Game Plus playthroughs. Um, but every like it's like basically it feels like every conversation you have or every big decision you have you're like well I'm locking myself out of somebody like I and, and that makes it feel like every decision has a lot of weight because you're like I, I might not even get to recruit these people mm. or whatever and that's that's cool um, but yeah then then something happens about 20 hours in and uh, they swap uh, it's spoilers if you've never played Chrono Cross and you want to but basically, your main character, Surge, who is, he finds himself in these, this alternate reality where he died 10 years earlier. And, like, it's this thing where you're trying to undo the timelines. The timeline split being caused by Chrono, Luca, Robo, everyone from the original mm, Chrono Trigger. When they did it, they caused um, this split in the timelines, basically. And... Um, and all these other timelines that you go to and you're undoing them in Chrono Cross, they actually become these like these like uh, broken, fag- fragmented realities where time stops or something bad happens and everything starts to fall apart. So basically kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. And honestly, it would they would it would have been good and I think really interesting, but they just they're really mean to chrono trigger and like the characters are all dead they all show up as ghosts like luca burned to death in a fire and robo you is like this he's been turned into this uh subservient robot uh that is serving the supercomputer that controls all of reality um this is the same guy who wrote xeno gears and and so there's a lot of you know gnostic mythology mm-hmm. and uh, metaphysics and man it gets up its own ass <laughs> around the middle part of the game and that's when things really started to kind of turn for me um so surge and the main character the main character and the main bad dude whose name is Lynx. he's like a half human half cat, cat? panther guy um it turns out he's your dad um <laughs> turns out he's your dad from the timeline where you died because he tried to save you and a panther demon possessed him and he's really mad about it the fuck made him very so he wants to kill you i think a lot of the i think a lot of of people's uh, like just i will go ahead and go ahead and say it's just flat out distaste for this game might just be that narrative that gets up its own assy and also like yep you know chrono trigger is such a beloved game that just having having a story that's a follow-up to that game where oh all that shit you did all that all those like touchstone moments that you really enjoyed like all that's terrible. Everybody dies, and uh, <laughs> it and no one's happy. Uh, and that's like where we start. The whole point, like the whole philosophical underpinning of this game, is that humans are bad and they destroy nature. And that by Chrono and his group going back to fight Lavos and stop La- Lavos and stop like the it, it it meant that the humans became the dominant species on on the planet. And then they they wipe out all the monsters and demi humans as they call them in the game. So like the lizard people from Chrono Trigger, like they, you you go see what happened to them. They got enslaved. Like you basically commit genocide on the dwarves of the world in this game. You 
that who also commit genocide on the fairies and it's just it's just all about like how chrono trigger was a giant mistake and we need to make you feel bad about it you're not undoing it because the game it like the end of the game is really ambiguous and you don't like surge goes back in time and he saved everything and maybe him and this character kid uh were you know get married in a third timeline that undoes everything but all the other timelines are sent to like this weird dimension outside of time and space where everyone is like forgotten and it's all it's like what the fuck it's so i don't even really i'm not a huge chrono trigger fan like i like that game i played it several times uh i think it's one of the best you know jrpgs ever made but i don't like i don't go back and play that all the time i played it like three times so i don't have that like beloved nostalgia for it Mm. that a lot of people do but even i was sitting there like why like why are you doing this so i looked it up and i was reading a lot about this um the guy who wrote it also wrote Chrono Trigger and like I said Xenogears as well and it was clear he wanted to play around in some of those same themes but um, apparently him and a lot of the guys who made Cross were the were the younger developers on Chrono Trigger and they were not treated very well Mm. and they had basically an agenda and an axe to grind and they wanted to they wanted to basically shit on Chrono Trigger and <laughs> wow. make it and be like, be like, fuck you. We hate, we hated how you treated us. We're going to completely ruin this beloved game. And they do. And it's funny because like in the promo material, they're always like, no, there's no connections to Chrono Trigger. There's none of that. And on, honestly, for the first third of the game, it's true. And then in the middle third, you start noticing some, some similarities. And the last third is literally going to all their broken timelines, uh, fighting Lavos, hearing why Chrono and Luca were, um, you know, they messed up and everything they did was wrong. And uh, you're going to mess up too by changing the timelines and you're going to ruin everything. And this was all just like, basically what they're doing is they're trying to wrap up Shala's storyline from Chrono Trigger, which didn't even really need to happen. (laughs) And they did it already with Radical Dreamers. So they just, it's like, they just took every opportunity to be really mean to Chrono Trigger and, uh, I'm a little more sympathetic kinda, to in, in hindsight, I guess. Like, I, I it, yeah. it's understandable the the sort of yes. vitriol they had. Well, here's the thing: is I think I would understand it, and I, honestly, I think subverting that is an interesting, it's an interesting idea. It's it's not a bad idea. I don't, I'm not against it. Like like Rob said earlier, it's interesting. Yeah, but it, it, it has another. Kato, yeah, go on. I was gonna say Masato Kato, the stuff he draws upon. I think I think you know like. Like I said, yeah, the, like the the Gnostic mythology, the the you know Hermeticism, uh, Jungian and Freudian psychology. This it's there's a lot of really deep, interesting, like mythological elements to all of that stuff, and he tries to use it, but his I don't know if it's because he's trying to do it in his own way, or and I. Uh, I don't want to be accusatory here or he doesn't fully understand it, <laughs> but it's so incomplete mm-hmm. that none of it makes sense. Like when people are like, when people talk about stuff and they're like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just don't understand it. It's like, no, you get, you have all the information. Masato Kato just doesn't complete his, he doesn't complete the, like the like metaphysics of his games. So you're like, how does that work? It, I don't think he understands how, how it works. And, and it, he, that's fine if if you're not going to explain it but he explains like 30 to 50 percent of everything leaves everything else up in the air and then contradicts himself for like 
10% of it, and it n- never makes any sense. Like This is sounding more and more like some kind of convoluted Dragon Ball plot as it goes. Because, dude, it's, it's, it's... Because literally it's, the entirety of, of, of Trunks' story in Dragon Ball Super is like, I fucked everything up by going through time. Uh, I've pissed off this fucking renegade deity, and he's going yeah. to erase everything. He's going to murder Goku, harness his power... Like he's gonna, well, no, he's not. Gonna, well, he's going to take over Goku's body, kill the actual Goku, and like fucking usurp the godly hierarchy by murdering all the Supreme Kai's in this universe. And like uh, uh, TLDR, time travel turns out it fucked everything up anyway. And right by and again, Luca is just Balma. Like she really did just fuck it up. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Dragon Ball in its mythology is. It's it's self referential, it's self referential, and it's complete. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like they might add on layers to it, all, all the different kais, but th- it makes enough sense. You know, yeah, you know. Oh, there's a kai above supreme kai. Oh shit, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. But when you have a character in Chrono Cross who's literally explaining to you, like how the souls of the dead work, <laughs> and then another character who's explaining to you who would who would know better. Like they that like oh yeah no um there's like there's like no meaning to life and and it's all just a random event and and none of this stuff matters mm. and then and then and then you're meeting up with characters who literally created the universe and they're like oh yeah here's here's how everything works also it's a giant supercomputer and it's like okay which one is it you gotta you gotta fucking you gotta, pick you gotta, a lane, you gotta and stick pick to a it, lane man. and stick to it yeah you, you gotta yeah, commit or, or like create the breadcrumb crumbs in, into unraveling some of those other theories yeah like like literally masato kato as a writer i'm not we don't have, have to get into it too much but as a writer in xenogears was more successful but even that's really convoluted because it stuck a lane it, it stuck to its lane mm-hmm. and i think chrono trigger in its attempts to explain it's it's like it's you know more sci-fi and and mystical aspects it never, it I, I, whether it's because of Yuji Hori and and Sakaguchi being like we're gonna rein this in, but I can now in hindsight tell like okay this part was written by Masato Kato because he is over explaining things <laughs> and it's like yeah we don't need to know why and how time travel is works and how it's ruining this fa- space time fabric and it's like just just tell us an interesting story and the first third third of Chrono Cross. When you're like meeting all these interesting characters and you're doing these tiny little storylines, it works so much better. And it would be so much more interesting if the whole thrust of that game was there are two different timelines. There's a bad guy who wants to kill you. Mm-hmm. You're recruiting characters in one timeline, jumping to another timeline. They're interacting with each other, and the different versions of themselves are helping each other get over whatever problems they're having in each other's timelines. That is basically how the game. Mortal Kombat itself. 11. That's 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 more than eleven. Okay, there you go. And then and then then they change it. And then they change it halfway through. And the last, like literally, the last third of the game is mostly lore dumps, and explaining to you why everything that you loved about Chrono Trigger was a lie, and you're a bad first person for liking that game. (laughs) Man. So and it really it really soured that game for me, man. Like I I thought it was gonna. What a pitch. Dude, I thought when I was playing this for the first, you know, five, ten hours, I was like, this might be one of my new favorite JRPGs. And then it just, I don't know what happened. It didn't stick, the, it didn't stick the landing. It bungled it, and it almost yeah. fucking killed him. <laughs> and there is a hard, there is a hard, it, it takes a hard turn, like halfway, 
about halfway through. You were sleeping on a bed of shits. There's no, there's no shitting the bed here. It's just complete shit. It's already there, and you just fucking, yeah. Anyway, I know I just spent, like, 20 minutes rambling about why I think the story of this game was bad, but I think it was because... You know, it, I they just saw the potential of what it could be. Yeah, they wanted it to be. And honestly, it would have been a more interesting game if it didn't have as much story. Because then its combat, yeah. its exploration, its setting could all shine through. Mm-hmm. You could focus on just having these weird, you know, these neat little character interactions. Because 45 plus party members should be a, a really cool thing that you play with. But And it does, again, for the first third, and then it just drops it. And then characters literally are just like, oh, hey, we just met. Can I join your party? And you're like, Ooh. I guess. And then you never use them. You never do anything with them. But those first, like, I don't know, dozen or so, they have some really interesting moments. But that's, that's whatever. That's real enticing, I, I, I got to say. Because it, it, it's I've, I, I've heard so much about Chrono Cross like, being some sort of weird disappointment but also better than chrono trigger in some ways i think it plays better i think it plays better than chrono trigger i I know people probably have feelings about that i think it's a better playing game i just wish and you know what it can be depressing it can subvert chrono trigger it can do all that it just doesn't do it well yeah i would say you have to have a point to it you have to do it well in yeah that's i think i don't think the game has anything to say other than it really just feels like some people were mad at the way that they were treated by Sakaguchi and Yuji Hori and the rest of the staff, the the senior staff on Trigger, and they were like, fuck it. We're going to ruin this game. <laughs> Spiteful sequel. Damn. God, yeah. So, anyway, anyway, it's, it's it some like end of Ava type shit right there. It, yeah. Exactly. Yes, 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 exactly. Yes. In fact, I have, I, I heard it posited that Chrono Cross is the perfect summation of the PS1 era of JRPGs because... It's like it gets up its own ass. It doesn't really have anything to say. It has all these cool things it does, but ultimately it's just mean. And I was like, that sounds just like Evangelion. Like you, yeah. you nailed it. It's it's it. That is exactly how I felt at the end of this game. I was like, I don't know if I liked it. I just kind of feel sad and like bummed out. So you you just wish it was better and 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 just. Like the the creators behind it, like there was some sort of malicious intent that went involved with the process, whether it be yeah. by its coworkers, former coworkers, or its audience. Well, and I might be reading into it a little yeah. bit. I could be, but like all of the, almost all of the interviews, like they're very open about the fact that like we were overworked and it was really hard, and then going back to the series was not exactly what we wanted to do, and we wanted to do something different, yeah. and they wanted us to ha- make it connect. Sequel. So we decided. <laughs> Fine, here it's gonna connect. Fuck you. So, anyway, yeah, talking circles around that one, but no, it it, it, it a, makes me more interested to thing? actually give it give it a shot. Like, because I always wrote it off as like, yeah, you're kind of just shitting on Chrono Trigger, but like, I don't know that added layer of context of like, well, there there's they didn't just like do it because they wanted to, you know, yeah. they, they they were. They didn't. They weren't idiots, you know. They knew what they were doing. At the very best least. of intentions, think, uh, like there's difference right, between right. like best of intentions, like disappointing sequel, and oh no, they deliberately wanted to tank this motherfucker. Robert, I, honestly, I think, I think. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Brandon. I was just gonna say, I think if I had more of that context going into it, rather than like I knew really like virtually nothing about right. the game, and I was really thinking back to like the way that my friends talked about it. So I, going into it with more of that context, I might have been able to know what i was getting into right and, and have I a better that time might be important yeah and i think if i ever do replay it which i, I might 
to do because like the new game plus they let you like fast forward and skip battles and mm-hmm. do stuff so you can get all the characters and see all the side stuff and um, it's a very open-ended game and I like that a lot not a lot of JRPGs at the time were like that mm-hmm. so it's a neat game but uh, maybe with with knowing what I'm getting into it might be better less but, of an m- yeah, emotional gut punch where it's just like wait what are they doing here what yeah and I, you know for me <sighs> it was less of a gut punch and more of just like a oh okay they ring the bell and she goes crazy. What? Yeah, well, you, yeah, that bell. It's just, it's literally just broken in the <laughs> middle of of the this alternate reality. And there's a character there just explaining to you, like, yeah, well, um, this reality's done, and we're all just kind of waiting to be exiled to. They call it the darkness beyond time, where we exist in no time and nothing will ever change, and we'll just be you know, sad and depressed because our timeline ended. And I was like, what? No, like, I don't want to <laughs> Jesus. Like, okay, fine. Like right, th- this is thanks. straight up end of Ava. Yeah. Well, and like interest, it does this interesting thing with the element system where if you, in the last boss, if you use a certain, you use elemental attacks in a certain order, you perform the chrono cross and it defeats the, it defeats the end boss. And, and, it does in that last few moments, I think it does kind of, it does kind of have a moment of like, okay, yeah, you fixed everything and it's okay. But like, it, I don't know. It doesn't, it just didn't stick it for me. It just didn't do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is a a better pitch on Chrono Cross um, yeah. for me that, that, that I've, I've heard in a while because that that sounds like it, it does some interesting and promising things that you want to see in the future and also just like pit it against like it's it's superior um, in, in Chrono mm-hmm. Trigger I I don't know like I, I'm, I'm definitely curious and I might want to watch like an hour or two um, YouTube essay <laughs> about it at, at this point uh, you should watch um, Resonant Arc has a really good uh, review and I think it's like you know, like 20 something minutes and it's a really good review. Um, and I watched it after I, I played it and you know what? I, it's, it is good. I, th- the fact that no one has stolen that combat, like just wholesale mm-hmm. shocks me. Um, I actually, it was a breakthrough moment when I was playing it, uh, mm. in regards to my own game where I was like, Oh shit, that's really interesting. Uh, my combat isn't very, like, it's very, it's very simple, but if I, you know, I'm going to steal this, uh, I'm going to steal this, probability meter for different levels of attack Mm -hmm. high risk reward type deal we'll see how that works out but um yeah i I think it's worth playing i totally think it's worth playing um i just now i'm like i don't want to play a game with a story for a while so i'm gonna play (laughs) my trade prime (laughs) that has famously no story yes well, I mean, uh, it, it, it's, it's don't talk about the, the fucking bird people. Environmental Dylan. storytelling. There's environmental storytelling all over Metroid Prime. That's literally what it's a fucking pioneer for is environmental storytelling. Yep. But it's yep. fine. It's, it's yep. fine, Robert. You know, what? there's yep. no story. It's just Samus goes I, to a planet and has to shoot Ridley and then kill a Metroid. That's I it. don't want to like hear about Metro- how Metroid was raised by Chorizo. OK, the Chorizo people. That's the dog from Dude. Far Cry. You leave him alone. <laughs> Dude. He's not in in the Metroid series yet. Actually, I'm going to play that Mortal Shell game because I hear that game doesn't have a story at all either, (laughs) Um, but it's pretty good. Are you getting a guess, or do I need to talk about what I've been playing? Um, uh, We do have a guess. Special guest! You can come over here. Um, Are you okay with being on the video for three people? Let's get her in here real quick before she's got to go Betty by. Oh, no, she she slept in. She was just uh, doing some spackling. 
Uh, you mm. want to sit down? Doing some spackling, huh? Spackling? Big old well, spackling. We, we have a bunch of holes spackling. around the walls here that we're trying to fill uh -huh, in. So. The holes. The holes that you need. Get them holes for. spackled, Robbie. <laughs> it's a girl. Spackled it's in girl holes. Sarah. Listen, yeah. listen. Sarah. Is it time for the Dashcon conversation? Dashcon 2020 no, conversation. Dashcon conversation needs its own episode, okay? It I've really been waiting will. for that. Literally, I need to prepare like pages worth of documentation for y'all before we can do the Dashcon episode. I, I am down for it, girl. <laughs> I I have been it it deserves its own can be every, special. Dude, I Dashcon to me, without even getting into it, it is the most interesting and wild thing that's ever happened. The only person I've seen do a video on it was this YouTuber Sarah Zed, who did one like who did like on the back history of DashCon and then like how it was like kind of a con and like two of the convention goers ended up spending all the money before the convention. So like <laughs> then when they were out of money, they asked for more money, and I was just like, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. So so I saw that video because one of my other friends linked it to me after I told her that, that I had been to DashCon. Um, so I like, I like that video because that was like one of the more compassionate takes on DashCon that I'd seen because a lot of people just fucking dunk on everyone who went. And it's just kind of like, that's not fair. You know, a lot right. of people were like young Tumblrites who like really thought that meeting with internet people would be a good thing to do. Um <laughs> so I don't know, but so like the the financial aspects of stuff was like stuff that I had never until I watched that video actually been able to find or verify. So that's like astonishing mm. to me that she was able to do that. Um, mm. But what she doesn't have that y'all will have eventually when I get it together is like a firsthand account of the actual convention itself. Jesus, and she yeah. says in the video, I cannot wait for this. This sounds like you're I making need... a feature for like a big website. Like this is the fucking polygon spread. <laughs> This is our this, spread. This is the PMB spread. This will make us. <laughs> Listen. This will make us. Sarah, thank you for making us. Yeah, yeah there the you go. Time. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I will. Y'all are the only media outlet I talk to. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just blissfully off the internet. Um, and that's, <laughs> and that's, that's why Sarah Zed. That's fine. Yeah. That's why, that's why Sarah Zed said that she had never met anybody in person who'd ever been because we all just don't talk about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so no, this is not that story because that story will take an entire episode and I need to actually like write down like everything that I saw at that godforsaken convention. Sounds I also like have like... presents uh, for a week or two from now. Hell yeah. yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes. Sure. Yeah, I'll have to look at my calendar. But you know, I also have like audio proof that I went, which I just, which I li like literally, literally never went looking for until like a few weeks ago and found it somehow. So... You know. Anyway, what are we going on? Sarah, here? you are a fucking time that. bomb. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> this is not that story. This is not that story. This I'm is telling a you. depth right. charge. Um, <laughs> yeah. By the way, like y'all, this is a very rare privilege to see with see me without my makeup. By the way, don't tell anyone I don't have eyebrows. Y'all are like family to me now because you've seen me without my makeup. Just saying. Um. Okay. Bitch, okay, okay, I'm drunk. Who fucking cares? <laughs> I'm about to say, Robert, Robert and Dylan have seen me podcast in Muskivies. So, like, nice. it doesn't even matter anymore. Hey, do you remember our Dragon anymore. Age 2 podcast? You wrote it I down? Fucking don't. I wrote it down. To your mom? <laughs> yeah, because it's Alec. hilarious. <laughs> I, I wrote this story down for, like, maximum storytelling, like, oomph. And I wrote it, I sent it to my mom. And and Robert was looking over my shoulder. Now he's mad at me. 
<laughs> I'm just like, it's like, all right, I guess she needs to know too. Well, because remember we were telling her the story about how my sister wanted to play Skyrim? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my like, God. Which is a different story. Um, and I was just kind of like, you know, so so now I have a, a running log, and it's called Adventures in Sarah's Late Night Tech Support and Handy Woman Service. Um, <laughs> so, I love that so much. So it's beautiful. <laughs> Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, okay. So, so we were calling my parents yesterday, just like a, you know, usual check-in call. Um, and we, we get to talking because the way I am with my family is I don't talk to them for three months. And then when I do, I talk to them for like three hours. Right. So we call at like, that sounds, that, you know, that sounds normal. I do that with my family. Yeah. Right. So we call at like 9 PM and we're done at like 11, 1130 PM. Yeah, that sounds right. By this point, like Bobby is like wandered off and I hear like clanging sounds in the bathroom and I'm like. He must have decided that now was when now was the time to install the, the bidet. He must have decided this, um, you know. <laughs> full circle. It's oh a full god! Circle. It's a full <laughs> circle. <laughs> this is this is the bidet. It's like story. a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So I hear clanging sounds, and you know my mom's getting sleepy, so I'm just kind of like, oh god, my sister just texted me about the Skyrim story. <laughs> Oh no! Now we okay, tell the so Skyrim anyway. story. Oh boy! I gotta tell the bidet story Layers. first. It's not that long, and then we can tell the Skyrim story. Okay. Fuck. Oh my god! So you hear clanging? Stupid as bullshit. Okay, I hear clanging. I hear clanging sounds, and then you know, I, I get. I'm like, okay, I think Bobby's trying to install the bidet. So I get off the phone with my mom, and then I go upstairs, and he is indeed trying to install the the bidet at 11:30 p.m. at night. Um, and I just let him do it because, like, it's a one-person job. There's not there's not enough room behind the toilet for two people. You never say that with a guy. It's not ever one person. I shouldn't say we'll that. To that. Uh, My boyfriend has single, single-handedly redone his entire, like, shower. I should say shit like that. Sorry. <laughs> we'll get to that. Okay, so so he comes, so I leave him alone for a little bit. He comes back, and he has, you know, he has a sour look on his face. He has not successfully installed the bidet. He says the T adapter doesn't fit. Um, and I'm like, what do you mean it doesn't fit? And he's like, well, I tried I tried screwing it on without the O-ring, and the threads didn't, like, match. And I was like, do you mean the threads don't match? Do you huh. mean the T adapter is too big for the toilet tank? Why did you leave leave out the O-ring? And he's like, well, he's like, well it, keep, it kept falling out. And I'm like, okay. Um, so I'm just, I'm just like, I'm, I look up that the size like of the tea. Doesn't me trying to do fucking anything. <laughs> DIY. Yeah. So I look up the size out. of the tea adapter. Yeah, it does. I look up the size of the adapter that we were supposed to get with the bidet, and I'm just like, how? Because we had just recently bought a new, an entirely new water supply line. Oh my god, I have a visual aid. Which is not going to cross over to a podcast, but it's hilarious for no, the three it's people. Just, it's, an audio show. it's an audio show, but yeah. who it's fucking fine. cares? Let's do right. it. Right. Okay. So I'm, like, so I'm looking at the size of the T adapter, and it's like, it's seven eighths of an inch on the end that's supposed to go to the toilet tank. And I'm like, how doesn't it fit? Because we just bought a new water supply line because the old one you know, was, came with the house and it was like 50 years old and it was ancient. We're like, you know, we're ripping this shit out. Um, so we just bought a new water supply line that was seven eighths of an inch going into the toilet tank. And I'm like, how is this possible? The two things are the same size. One of them fits the toilet tank and one of them doesn't, you know, and I figured this out by like drawing this shit. Let's see. I drew a fucking oh. diagram. Like, you because drew I'm a like, di- wow. Oh, she <laughs> is so good. 
Sarah. Because I'm trying to figure out how is this possible? What what Robert has told me that two things that are the same size don't fit. And I'm just I'm just putting together all my dimensional information on like everything I know about like you know what goes where, like what goes the tank, what goes the lighting is not great. Science the it. shit out of this, yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah. you know this is this is what I would would have learned to do in engineering school. It's basically like. You know, write down write down your problem, write down your knowns and unknowns, write down whatever information you need to, need to find out. I'm just, I just conclude there is no possible way the T-adapter doesn't fit. And right. so I go on the, the troubleshooting website for the bidet, um, and it says, like, um, if your T-adapter doesn't screw onto the toilet tank, either there's a problem with the threads or there's a problem with the O-ring. And so I looked, at, I looked inside at the threads, and they're brand spanking shiny new. And the threads on the toilet tank must be fine because it connects to the water supply line just fine. So it's a problem with the O-ring. And so I ask Robert to show me how he put the O-ring in the T-adapter. And he just gives me this look and he's like, don't insult me. And I'm like, oh my, oh my God. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just, I'm ruling out the, the you know, the, this, the, you know, the absolute stupidest resolution of the problem. Every time and a man says, don't insult me, that means that they did something the fuck yeah. wrong. He, yep. he put yep. the O-ring on upside down. <gasps> oh, Robert. <laughs> so he put it on upside down. Silly so that goose. There is no possible way that the toilet tank threads could have even accessed the internal threads of the T-adapter. Um, and so it wouldn't, couldn't possibly have screwed on. That's also why it was falling out, because it was on upside down. The supply line had that O-ring on inside, like that. The we, way I had it upside uh, down. But this one apparently was... Adventures in adulting. now arguably doesn't make sense. My... But they, you, if the threads the aren't... Uh, I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand why Robert didn't just, I don't know, flip the O ring because like <laughs> just, you know, I, I've, I've made mistakes. I've made mistakes where I'm trying to screw things in there, and if it doesn't work, I just instinctively maybe if I do it the other way, it might work. <laughs> so I don't understand why that wasn't the you know the go. The first thing, or the first two things he did. The wacky thing is he's installed this stupid bidet like four or five times because we've moved several times, you know. But this time somehow it didn't click. Every time and, you know, it's just a bigger it's, headache. It's, I, I do this like once every two years. It feels like. Yeah, exactly. So um, you should know. So, <laughs> right. It's <And so laughs> a long time. Do you remember your password from two years ago for some random thing? No, you don't. I mean, don't. no, but I save it so that, that it, like the memory is off site somewhere. You know. Like it's so been, it's been two years since I've had to change a tire. I'm pretty remember. sure I can go outside right now and change my tire. Yeah, I think like, I can change the tire too. It's, it's, it's been, been a while time. since I've had to do one. But I there's only so many it. instruments you have. It, yeah. It's kind of just you know. I mean, the memory will jog itself at right. some point, but Robert. Also, like here's the thing, like sweetheart, darling, love. Um, if the O-ring is positioned in such a way that the threads aren't physically accessible by the toilet tank, yeah. it should intuitively not work. You should be able to look at it and see there is no possible way this can screw into the toilet if tank. If there's a hole in a bridge and you drive through it, you're going to fall through a hole. That's <laughs> same logic. But it's, you don't have to be an engineer to understand that like screw threads need to attach no, to internal but threads. Sarah, Sarah, you're sometimes an idiot. you do have to be an It was late. Sometimes you do have to treat us like we're five years old. Jeez. You just do. I, well, I work anyways. with a lot of men, Sarah, <laughs> who think who they you do would be think like that sometimes would know better, <laughs> and that they've done it many times. They never do. We never do. But honey, well, yeah, <laughs> they always forget. Yeah. So you know. So. 
So, so you gave so him I the stare. Him, I, like, yeah, I, I, no, I, I, t- I tell him to flip it over, and he just looks at me, and I'm like, no, I'm right. And then I'm, and then he just looks at me again, and I'm like, don't if this doesn't me. work, you can it's be mad right at me. Thing. You know, if this doesn't work, you can be mad at me. And of course it works. And then, you know, my shitty... Because <laughs> you made that ultimatum. And then he's mad at you. No, yeah. not. He wasn't mad at me. He's, he's still he's, mad at you. No, no, he, he, was he broke very, the contract. He was very dejected for like a good 10 minutes about like, oh my God, I'm so dumb. Um, but my, my shitty mechanical engineering joke was, I have been made to study the Challenger disaster as a case study too many fucking times to not know when there's a problem with the, the O-rings. O-rings. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> And so it's now 1 a.m., but this toilet rocket can finally blast off. Finally, finally. And and my reward is getting water in my butt. Yes. So. You know, you know how this, you know how you get rid of all of this? Power, power of a day to have that water just heat toilet because you don't have to install it in there. I'm just saying. But it is a pre-made toilet. own the house, so they don't have to do it again. Yeah, sure. no, no, like we're done. Like, you know, until Hell we yeah, move in, yeah. however long we're decided that we're out of this house, depending on what my job situation is like, we're done. I'm not fucking with that toilet so, ever again. Yeah, so just make sure that you <laughs> go to a place where a sprouts will open up within the next couple of years so I can be an ASM and move the fuck out. <laughs> Valid. Valid. So If I don't get a I ring on the finger from Jeff, I don't know what I'm going to do. Ooh. Aw. Well... Okay, so I see 141 on y'all's timer here, so I can tell the Skyrim story, or can I, I can hand over the mic back to Robert. No, tell the Skyrim! <laughs> okay, do you want the Skyrim story? I think okay. It's demanded. Look, okay, so this, this was Skyrim actually... queen. Let's, let's hear this fucking Skyrim story. Y'all know how I feel about Skyrim. Y'all know how I about Skyrim. Kayla, you might, you might actually like the ending like this sure. one. <laughs> You might like the ending this one because this one. It's on the, it's on the T.L. Foster highlight reel. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So this is this is more adventures in like Sarah's late night tech support and handyman service, um, handywoman service. Got to get my gender right. Can't misgender myself. Anyway. Um, so. Okay. So. Would it be my handy sister, them? If you wanna... I mean, I don't know. I mean, handy. I think about it. Hip, yeah, handy person. Handy, handy person, person would be like for anybody because it's not like yeah. the the suffix is not a pronoun. It's it's like. The, the proper noun. Handy folk. What are Sarah? You're amazing. Yeah. Let's Handy go. folk. I love that. Anyway, okay. Um, so, my sister is living um, in, in Boston with a roommate um, who's playing Skyrim. Oh, bless um, her. And she watches him playing Skyrim, and she's like, this game looks fun. I want to play it. And I'm like, where were you nine years ago when I was playing it? But okay. You know. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Throw yeah. that cred on the table. It's just... Come right. Was, you know, we were with him I mean, in 2012. I mean, you know, we lived together. So it's like, I was kind of I'm just saying, it could have happened in well, 2012. Yeah. It came out, it came out like late 2011, I think. It came out with 11, 11, 11. 11, 11, 2011. That's right. That's right. Oh, I, yeah, I'm very so, aware when that game came out. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have to, that's I have true. to try and dig into our fucking PNB archives for PNBs around that time. That That's, that's going to be so true. funny to fucking listen to. Yeah, because I'm gonna and be so, 17. Aw, <laughs> yeah. So okay, where was it? Girls. So, okay, so she, she was telling you she wants to play. She, she yes, to play yes, Skyrim. yes, yes, yes. And she asks me. She's like, you know, do you think? Do you think I can run it on my laptop? And I'm like, well, how old is your laptop? And she says it's three years old. And I'm like, probably. You know, the game is ancient at this point, sure. And then she right. says, 
well, it's a Mac. Is that a problem? Oh, no. And I'm like, depends uh, on how much effort you want to... Shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like, depends on how much effort you want to put into it. My sister <laughs> is not a tech-savvy person. Um, but I'm like, you know what? Maybe she could stand to, like, you know, brush up on her tech skills and learn the ins and outs of her machine. And it might, like, increase her confidence with, like, computer work. You know? And I say, like... There, there have got to be, like, thousands and thousands of people who have wanted to do exactly what you do, um, exactly what you want to do, where you want to play Skyrim on a Mac. There have got to be a bunch of guides for complete newbies out there for, like, you know, either partitioning your drive or, or drive or, like, doing wrappers or doing emulators or, like, whatever you want to do. Just pick one and, and follow it. Um, and she's like, okay, um, well, that, in that case, I'm going to go ahead and buy it. And so she buys it. Um, it's downloading on her, on her machine. Um but it does not have enough space. Um, and I'm like, mm. okay. She's like, well, how do I figure out what's taking up space on my hard drive? And like, the other thing is like, I'm not familiar with Macs too much. So I have to kind of like Google, like what's the equivalent of X thing for Mac um, periodically throughout the tech support. And I'm like, what I use mostly is like space sniffer. And so I just Google like space sniffer for Mac. Um, and she finds something that's basically the equivalent of that. And, but it's like, it's like some kind of like shitty, like freeware that you can only use once and then and then yep. it won't let you look at your drive again and so she uses but she does use it once and she finds out that most of what's on her drive is pictures it's 45 gigs of pictures on a 50 gig drive what the oh. fuck yeah <laughs> how many and, pictures is going on there i don't know a lot of pictures yeah but and especially i'm like that, okay. back then for fucking mobile pictures jesus right and I'm like, okay, do you have some kind of other place that you can store your pictures? Because that's probably good practice anyway. You know, do you have iCloud? Do you have Google Drive? Do you have an external hard drive? Do you have a thumb drive? And she's like, well, I have iCloud. And I'm like, okay. And so she tries to upload things to iCloud. And, she, and then she tries deleting the originals off her machine. Um, then she finds um, that iCloud, evidently, I don't know, I don't know what, what exact error message like she was shown because she didn't show it to me, but evidently iCloud won't, or, won't let her delete the originals. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, you know what? I might trust like a physical drive more than I trust Apple servers anyway. Do you have a thumb drive? And she's like, well, you know, I do, but it's not nearly 45 gigs. And I'm like, you know what? If you just want to move enough photos off your machine to finish the stupid Skyrim download, we can try that. And so... <laughs> She she finds this thumb drive, and it's, like, it's not a thumb drive she ever bought. It's, like, something that was given to her as part of, like, some kind of campus orientation event. And so it has, like, random, like, orientation documents on it, but it's got empty space. Um, and so, like, she plugs it in, and she tries, like, copying her pictures over to the drive. Um, but immediately she gets the beach ball of death. And I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I'm like, what, you know, what the fuck is happening? Like, is this some kind of, like, read-only, like thumb drive that they gave her because they didn't want her to like put whatever onto their like campus orientation please drive or whatever it was on this thumb drive please please don't yeah you know that has campus, campus branding on it yeah or whatever <laughs> you know and she gets the beach ball of death and like she tries it like a few different times like you know copying only certain amounts of pictures instead of thousands at a time and like you know you, occasionally you know, she'll you get a few can't through just delete fucking photos right but see like she here's the thing is she has she has thousands of them and i'm sure a bunch of them are just complete bullshit like here is a lecture board that you know in class that i wanted to take a picture of and then i didn't never delete but right. she also has a bunch of pictures from when she went to 
England a couple years ago and met Benedict Cumberbatch. And if she deleted Benedict Cumberbatch, she would be very, very sad. Yes, I understand. Um, right. <laughs> so, um, okay, so she doesn't want to delete Benedict Cumberbatch. So she's moving these pictures a few at a time, and sometimes she'll get a few over there, but, like, they do this weird thing where they're, they're only, like, copy onto the drive in such a way that their little icons display diagonally and i'm told this is not normal for mac machines like usually it'll be like a grid or a list but whatever they are copying if slowly um and then she's like well why is my computer so slow and why is my computer so hot because all you know this this whole time like the fans are screaming right and you know her computer's like melting her lap basically and i'm just like can you do the equivalent whatever the equivalent of like task manager for mac is she, she doesn't know what that is so i have to like google the command um and she looks at it, and, like, the two things that are eating up the most memory are, like, the temperature monitor and Google <laughs> Chrome. And I'm like, Zoe, how many tabs do you have open? <gasps> oh, no! <laughs> and she's like, 50. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to blow up this fucking computer. Yeah. And was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, All yeah, yeah. delicious RAM. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Gobble it up like Pac-Man. Yeah. And she, and she doesn't want to delete her tabs because then she wouldn't remember which fan fiction she has open. <laughs> and I'm like, I love it. I love it. But you got 50. It'll so save your tabs. tabs. And I'm like, Zoe, you can bookmark them. There are even Chrome extensions that will let you bookmark like, like all of your tabs at once. Just get one of those. You know, she's like, all right, I'll get one. And then she closes she closes Google Chrome and it's like her computer just breathes a sigh of relief. It's like, oh like, I just took off fa- this like spanks and now like I can I, You know, exactly. And instead of a size four. Exactly. Oh my god. And like the fans spin down and like her her photos suddenly start copying and like Way the faster. temperature monitoring is you know, isn't like using the CPU so much. Um and I'm like, so we're gonna get that Chrome extension for you. Um, you're going to buy an external hard drive and have it shipped to you and just wait, just, you know, just wait for you to be able to copy all your pictures off the drive, you know, and then maybe someday you can play Skyrim, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm about but to say, at that 50 point, gig laptop, like that has to be an old ass computer with 50 gigs. Of, of I don't memory. know. I, she must not have prioritized space in terms of like the things she was buying, which is baffling to me, but you know, it's right. like if you if if you were to do that, then I would think you damn well better have you an external like a, hard drive. It's like a 2009 computer. I feel like 50 gigs was not enough. Even yeah, <laughs> but this is like a 2017 computer. I don't know what's what's up. Good. Um, she should at yeah, least have so, a 500 gig at least. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, I mean, for yeah, PCs, I at least at least a yeah. So a terabyte. Now, what just occurred to me is that 500 gigs in an order of magnitude above 50. So it could be that it was 500 and she read it wrong, but either way, she had, like, what, 90% of it filled? That yeah. means 400 gigs of photos. <laughs> of photos. Yeah, so, a lot, but I don't... That is 10 times the, the photos we thought it was originally. Right, like, unless she had, like, literally thousands of raw photos and videos, which is a possibility, 4K, I guess. 60, but it's still, I guess. like, a I don't know. fuck ton. It's fucking huge. Okay. Um, so we, we haven't even gotten to her ever being able to fly Skyrim yet because she hasn't even, she hasn't even gotten to the part where she would need to, you know, install like an emulator or a wrapper or whatever. Which um, sounds like it's going to be a layer of difficulty. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but she hasn't called me back or texted me since. So that's going to be her problem. Well, but she, mm. what she did text me just now as I was telling the bidet story was she says, dude, it turns out my laptop has plenty of space. It's my iCloud that's running out of space. So like Skyrim was trying to download onto my iCloud three question marks 
<laughs> and I'm what like, fuck. how did you do this? This is magic. You know, actually, hell. because I didn't read this text fully before I told this to you guys, I think probably it was her iCloud that had 50 gigs. And uh, she chose, yeah. she chose the default right. drive for her Steam downloads folder to be iCloud. I don't like that at all. Which is like, that's not good. It's not good at all. No. No. <laughs> so I guess... it's already I Steam is already working on a cloud-based service. See, you want to tie it up with another see, one. See, I had a text yeah. thing on Friday where I came downstairs after sleeping and it said, please unplug any hard drive that didn't have your OS on it on my desktop. So I had to make a boot drive for my hard Hello. drive to reinstall oh, Windows 10. But luckily, everything's oh. back. Right. But also, like, you know how to do that. Fucking computers, man. Also, I bought yeah. a two terabyte hard drive just in case it didn't fuck up. But I don't know if I should keep that two terabyte or not. <laughs> you should always keep it. Always. Yeah. Just keep it. You'll, you'll need it for something someday. In my... See, okay, so I've got to update the PC. Mine too. We're all, we're all, all our PCs are my, in, in, in I'm hitting DDR3. <laughs> so time for an upgrade it might be time for an upgrade it'll only take me like four to five hundred bucks uh if i keep the pc and stuff like that that i've got so it's just like the motherboard the cpu and the ram and the, and the drive. but the case is fine yeah i i feel like if when i need to upgrade my pc it's gonna be everything from the ground up i'm gonna need like i it's it'll be cheaper just to get a pc than it will be to upgrade my current one Sarah, when are we doing trespasser right. oh my god i have to okay or do you want do you want ashley on this one <laughs> i mean i look lady Sarah, I, are, I can get what Sarah, i can what get are we doing? <laughs> oh god my yeah. schedule is but i am also Sarah, what are we doing dash con I'm also not pressuring you at all. I'm not pressuring you at all either. Um, I mean, I don't know. I may or may not. I want you. the one thing I want. I want you to be happy, healthy, and wise. Yes. I mean, I may or may not have an opportunity to drop out of grad school D&D, so. Oh, please don't drop out of grad school. My character has been like oh, dismissed D &D. from the Inquisition. Grad school D &D. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, grad school D and D, which is D and D yeah. but for grad students. No, no, uh, no. I'm still getting my PhD. I'm stubborn as fuck. But like, my my D and D character <laughs> has been has been ousted from the Inquisition, and so like oh. you know, oh. I may just like not play for the rest of the semester. We'll see. Uh, Look, you do I you, mean... and you be healthy. I mean, we could always just do a D and D campaign because no. I want to play D and D so bad. I really want to play D&D so bad. It's all I want in the world is to play D&D. I'm, 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 I'm still on the idea of reincarnating our fucking after alpha characters into something different. Uh, I want to play D&D. Same myself. characters but in a fantasy setting. Because the highlight, one of my highlights of PNB in the last couple of years was me completely fucking up like a covert takedown where I just fucking break a man's neck at his desk. It's like, what'd you do? Nothing. I did nothing. Uh. Whatever, I murdered a man because he was talking shit. So. As you do. As I do. As you do. 
Oh god. Um, okay. Robert keeps hovering around and I think he Let's wants Sarah. to he might want back in his seat. Oh does he? Yeah. Okay, All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for Sarah time. I love you, Sarah. Bye. Bye. You too. Enjoy Sarah time a lot. Okay. Bye. <laughs> so bye. Well, I, no, because I was I was doing the windows, remember? I was oh, yeah. fixing a busted windows. <laughs>